You're hearing the Echoes podcast, and I'm John DiLiberto. Today, I've got an interview with Chani Lena of Polisa. She tells the tale of breaking her back and the music that emerged from that experience. We'll also hear an interview with Nicholas Gunn, who went from new age flute player to down tempo electronic artist. This is the perfect music to chill your vibe during these pandemic times, and it's exactly the kind of sound you'll hear at Echoes Online. It's our subscription service where you can stream two-hour Echoes programs on demand and get exclusive online-only Echoes streams. And you can do it with your mobile device via the free Echoes app, which you should have by now. Right now, we're offering a special Corona rate, so go to echoes.org and find out more about Echoes Online. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. And now, let's visit Corona Quarantined, Chani Lena of Polisa. Polisa is the name of a band out of Minneapolis who's been fusing hip-hop, R&B, electronic music, and singer-songwriter motifs in a series of captivating albums. The band is fronted by singer and lyricist Chani Lena. Earlier in 2020, they released When We Stay Alive, a recording that was both born from trauma and presage trauma. Chani Lena is speaking to me on Skype from her home in Minneapolis, but in these coronavirus quarantine times, it's not quite the intimate, uninterrupted conversation we might typically have. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding up okay. Um, you have to go hang out with Dad, okay? Yeah, you have to go hang out with Dad. Why? Where's your dad? Because Mom has to do something. Okay, then he needs to be with you. Why? Otherwise, there will be no movie tonight okay well it's uh there's a lot it's a lot at our house um you know we're doing schooling for two kids and uh you know i I lost all my work like so many other musicians so i kind of just need to focus on school and food and figuring out what i'm going to do for work next That was Chani Lena's youngest child, Schwa. You'll hear a lot of Schwa in this interview. This is life under corona quarantine. Lena and her band Polisa were supposed to be out promoting their latest album, When We Stay Alive, and performing on a concert tour. But like the rest of the country, they are frozen in place. Ironically, that's about where she was two years ago after falling off her two-story roof and fracturing her back while clearing an ice dam. You might not think that's a time to be creative. I don't write well if I'm stressed. If it's like a stress of being in the studio with people I don't know and the pressure to write a song, that can be inspiring to me. But like the weight of a global pandemic um, does not inspire me to write music. It makes me feel like um, I need to be using my brain to think of solutions for the immediate needs of people around the world. 
Yet it seems like a lot of her lyrics are exactly about stress, or at least emerge from situations that cause anxiety. I know, it's true. You know, I, I said once, like, it feels like this last record was the only Polisa record where I wasn't, like, going through a horrible breakup or having some sort of personal tragedy and... And everybody was like, well, you, but you broke your back and you were like almost paralyzed. And I was like, well, that was a physical thing. It didn't affect my heart or whatever, but it, it did. You can hear it in songs like Feel Life, which comes from her accident. I knew that I wanted to make at least one song about the accident. And if not like, oh, one day I came outside, walked on the ladder, fell. Not something as descriptive about as that, but about the feelings around the accident and the feelings after and sort of release those out. Um, and uh, that, that was interesting because that one I actually really loved singing live. It's difficult and I didn't mind feeling that every night. Um, portraying those feelings to the to the audience and giving them that Annie Lena has a distracted air about her when I think it's her circumstances at home, but I suspect that's her usual modus operandi. As we speak on Skype, I see her writing. Are you doodling? I am, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's, yes, yes, I am. I have a flashback of one of my least favorite interviews with Alison Goldfrapp, who doodled while giving me non-answers to questions. I still have her doodle on my wall. But Lena is not disengaged. Daniel Goldstein, who records as Lane 8, describes working with the singer on his latest album, Brightest Lights. I think with Chani, she's open to like outside influence, but she's also just so good that you're almost you almost just want to stay out of her way and let her kind of do her thing. Chani Lena had to learn to sing a little differently for the latest Polisa album, wearing a full back brace tends to inhibit vocals. At first it was um, thinking I couldn't do it. You know, you first hit that wall of being so uncomfortable that it seems impossible, and then you start learning how to deal with the restriction. And I think um, working sometimes within restrictions is really inspiring. So it gave me a way to, an avenue to sing in a different voice, try new things out, and um, 
make it more meditative even to sing. She found herself in a different musical location that revealed itself in songs like Driving. When I was, you know, braced up and post-accident, I had the freedom to not work and have this time for myself to, like, build this seance while I was writing songs. Um, when singing and writing a song like Be Again and Driving, I was kind of like burning stuff and like really trying to experiment with getting myself into a place that would bring out these guttural kind of witchy feelings of kind of how I was feeling and needed to release something of this kind of darkness and this kind of wisdom that I felt I was um, seeing through this accident, seeing myself in this different way and another story or version of kind of dying to the self and kind of coming out on the other side a better person, hopefully. Lena's broken back wasn't the only thing in forming the album, When We Stay Alive. There are a lot of relationship songs, often bad relationship songs like Blood Moon and Forget Me Now. The thing is, these are often about her husband and bandmate, Ryan Olson. Polisa is a conversation musically and lyrically between my female self, myself, and the music writer which is Ryan, and um, I'm responding to his, the music that he makes. So he'll send me these skeletons of a track, and then I'm kind of speaking back to that. Lena's husband, Ryan Olson. You know, she's just a just a you know a part of the fake news media. I guess that's just her her take on it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's probably therapeutic and uh, you know nice to uh, have that place to vent in uh, good and bad ways. You know, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't bother me. We certainly don't have the kind of relationship where he only finds out about how I feel from the songs that I write. We have. We talk uh, too much, um, but uh, I'm just trying to kind of understand myself and the choices I make and the con the you know relationship troubles that I've experienced now or in the past. Lisa was touring in Europe when the coronavirus hit, and although recorded earlier, When We Stay Alive seems to be a timely title, as was their previous album, Music for the Long Emergency. It's stuff that we talk about a lot as a band, in general preparing um, for, you know, the long emergency or peak oil or 
um, food shortages and uh, we spent a lot of time talking about all that kind of stuff in the tour van so as we were in Europe and it was really like getting more and more serious every day we were just all like oh my god it's happening our conversations are um, it's here Hopefully, Chani, Lena, and Poliso will be making new music and touring soon. Meanwhile, she's home doing homeschooling and watching movies with her two children and her husband, Ryan Olson. Poliso's latest album is When We Stay Alive. You can add Police's latest album, When We Stay Alive, to your collection. We'll have a link for it in the posting for today's podcast. Go to echoes.org. That's where you'll find all kinds of great stuff about Echoes. And now here's Nicholas Gunn, a musician we've been following since the beginning of the show. We spent the 90s, the aughts, and the early teens listening to Nicholas Gunn, the flute player. But around 2010 or so, Gunn re-emerged as an electronic artist. We first heard it with his 2016 album, Under the Influence of Music, and you'd be forgiven if you didn't recognize it as a Nicholas Gunn recording. There's no flute on it at all. He's released a couple more albums since then, Riding the Thermals, and a new one called Pacific Blue. No flute there either. Today, we go back to our 2016 interview where we ask, what happened to Nicholas Gunn? All right, so tell me, tell me if you're rolling. Yep, we're good. We're rolling. I'm really glad we're doing this on Skype so I yep. can look at you. Because I wasn't sure, listening to this record, if this was the real Nicholas Gunn or not. <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't know. Um, no flute. No. No. Nicholas Gunn's music used to sound like this. But for the last few years, he's been recording under a different name, We Are Nexus, and there's not a hint of the old Nicholas Gunn within its electronic beats. Nicholas had some modest success on the dance scene with We Are Nexus, which featured his wife Dana on vocals. I had a good run with We Are Nexus. We had a, uh, uh, a number 13 club chart on billboard we also had a number top 40 track the 48 year old classically trained musician began eliminating the flute after his previous album 31 nights he called that his departure album it was a departure of the old sound. 
And really, that's what I meant.、Uh, I knew I was taking a different avenue, and and I wanted to explore that avenue. And I knew that if I was going to come back around with another instrumental album, which I knew I would, it would be a different sound. And you know my my track record, John. It's after a while,、um, music music has to have meaning for me. It has to be authentic. And if it's not, then why am I doing this? And I felt that. I was almost imitating myself, and I just wanted to press the pause button and and kind of do something different. Now Nicholas Gunn has shifted again, moving toward a more chilled electronic sound. In creating this new formulation, Nicholas surveyed the music scene and made a calculation that was as much about business as music. He's owned two different record labels that he eventually shut down, but he used his record executive ears to find a new direction. I want to appeal to a younger fan base.、Um, I want to appeal to the millennials that are coming out of the big festivals that want a moment of introspection with music, and I think there's a really lucrative market there. And there's also a little bit of a hole in the industry where you have the big festivals. That have always catered to the dance crowd, but those kids are getting older. They're going to want something to fill that space. This is that kind of record, I think. Now, now, when you talk like you were just talking, that sounds more like a, a business calculation than a music、uh, exploration, if you will. Yeah, that's. I've always been that way. I mean, I've always, I've always looked at the market I was going for. It's, it's just sensible to do that,、um, and I do identify the, the crowd that I'm trying to seek. Um, I think that's just smart business, and I look. I, I want to be in the music business when I'm ten years from now. I don't want to be the guy that had to hang up his hat and go get a real job. <laughs> so. With under the influence of music, Nicholas Gunn combines the electronic processes of dance music with the spaciousness of the new age. But he says it's different from the new age of his classic albums like Afternoon in Sedona and Sacred Fire. Space, finding space in the music, meaningful space. Back then, when I was recording, it was let's see how much stuff I can throw in a mix, and bells and whistles and whoops and hollers and flutes and congas and bongos all over the place. This is about exploring the space in between the notes, finding how to do that right, so that people can use the track for themselves in the same way. Nicholas created a broad concept for the album, the human experience. I wanted this to be eight human experiences that have influenced me in my life. And I talked with other people, and I said, "Do these make sense to you? Do you have a sense of ritual in your life? Is it comfortable to explore sorrow? What does beauty mean to you? What is love? Love was an interesting one because how do you express love? Love, there's a lot of angst in love." Nicholas Gunn would know. It's no mystery. I'm on my third marriage. <laughs> so, when I was younger, I always thought that the first girl that you met was the first girl you should marry. 
So I made some mistakes there. I've also been hurt, like we all have, but I also find love in things that I never thought I could in my life today. So I try to express that on the song with multiple time signatures. If you listen, you that's polyrhythmic. Nicholas Gunn says he plans to make Under the Influence of Music a live concert experience modeled after the big EDM shows, but don't expect the flute to be packed away forever. After all, he used to get beat up as a 14-year-old English boy in Southern California schools for playing it. I think it was the English accent coupled with the flute. <laughs> it just didn't go well for me. And uh, I think once the kids found out that uh, there's a little British kid going to a concert band in the afternoon, I was just really bullied. And uh, it was tough. It was actually really tough. Despite being bullied, the title of Nicholas Gunn's album, Under the Influence of Music, serves as a metaphor that many, if not most of us, could relate to. <laughs> well, I think for me it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, I feel like I've always been under the influence of music. Uh, I've been influenced by music in every aspect of my life. So is music a drug? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It seems like flute may have been a long-lasting gateway drug for Nicholas Gunn. In 2019, he released the wonderful Riding the Thermals album, and earlier in 2020, he followed it up with Pacific Blue. All electronic albums, no flute. Now, it's four years on since this interview ran, and Nicholas Gunn is in his early 50s now, and he's remaining plugged in for the 21st century. If you want to add Nicholas Gunn's latest music to your collection, go to our posting for this podcast, and I'll have links there for you. It's at echoes.org. On the next Echoes podcast, Nicola Godin of Air and Nanum's John Solo. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for dialing up the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online right now on Echoes. <laughs>